Hi, I'm Holly LaRochelle, and this is Wild and Free Life. This podcast dives deep into my thoughts about entrepreneurship, motherhood, and living life intentionally. The wild is always calling, and it calls for you to engage in radical experimentation, brave and bold living, and expressing yourself from your soul. Come go wild with me. Hey guys, I want to talk about the teamwork that makes the dream work. Um, and what how that looks in my household is I have a little bit of household help and I have a little bit of daycare help. And I know sometimes the daycare word is sort of this dirty little secret we all have, isn't it? I don't think it should be though. I think it is uh, an essential um, to being a really productive uh, mom that's also an entrepreneur. So talking about household help and daycare help, um, these are the systems that really give me focus time. And when I started my entrepreneurial journey in the beginning, I thought I didn't need any focus time. I thought that I could make my focus time happen uh, in mornings before my kids um, got up and in evenings before they went to bed. And so when I was side hustling and had my full-time job, that system worked pretty well. And well maybe isn't right, but that was the time that I had allocated to do those things where I built my business, wrote the blog post, made the content, all that kind of stuff. It happened in that time period. but in making uh, this more intentional life where I still got everything done, I felt like those time periods really shifted and they shifted from being the, you know, get, get you done type of periods to periods where I wanted to be present with my family. And to me, there was no trade-off that was worth that. Um, so I set uh, forth to see, you know, what my budget could handle in terms of getting some of that help. And it's looked really different over the years. Um, when I had babies, it looked different from when I had toddlers, when I had preschoolers, and now when I have school-aged kids, it has looked a little bit different in each of those stages. But the one thing that hasn't changed is I still need focus time. Um, and there's something delicious about a focus time period where you have a good stretch, like half of a morning, like not half a morning, but like half of a day or a day where, you know, you can do your thing. For me, it's always provided me a sense of, you know, relief in a way that I knew that all of the things I needed to do, the things that were sort of piling up in my brain Um, here's, you know, when this day of the week flies around, I can sit there and just like off my list. Um, so having those periods of time are really, really important. So if you're in the period of time when you're trying to figure out when they were, I want, I want to kind of give you some, some, um, of what I've learned from the ones that I had. So when I had young babies, so I'm talking like under a year old, my focus period was always during their nap time. 
So um, nap time or quiet time, as the case may be, was considered power hour to me. And so during that power hour, I would do those things I really needed to get done in that day. That's the period in which I would do them. Um, during that period of time, because you're already sleep deprived, <laughs> you don't want to be getting up earlier. It doesn't make sense. In that period of time, um, sometimes I would stay up a little bit later. I'd give myself an hour there if I really needed it. And I was feeling okay to do that. But just watch your energy level. Um, because you're dealing with teething, you're dealing with cranky babies, you're learning babies that are learning to eat, all those kind of things can really throw that routine off. So give yourself a little bit of grace in there. There's a period of time there where you've got to really be flexible and you've got to really be able to kind of figure it out in terms of what's going on day to day in your household. It's okay to change your mind about when that period is. You can change at any point. When I had toddlers, that time was very much still the power hour of nap time, but I found that because my kids were good sleepers, I could start doing the early morning thing. I could start getting up. At that point, it would just be like a half an hour, an hour before they got up, and I would be able to sit there and bang out a article during that time or answer my emails. So that was a really good time. Um, nap time, power hour, still, still really big in my life. Um, I had times in there where I would get the daycare person and it would be a time where the daycare person um, would cover us while we were at work. And then sometimes after that daycare period, so I could have picked them up at like 4.35, I would take another hour for myself in there to, in order to do that. So think about what times you already maybe have them in a little bit of care or someone else is caring for them. What could you just like extend a little bit or get the other parent to drop or for whatnot, that might give you a little bit of time in there. During that time, I was usually back at my full-time job. I also use lunchtime. Um, if, if I was making the transition, I was back at my job. I would use lunchtime as that power hour too. So I never really lost power hour. It always existed. When we got into the preschool age, um, it was a little bit different. This was a time where they could go to like a community program where they would have preschool for say two to two and a half hours. So during that time of preschool, basically what I would try and do is I would try and stack it on something else. So the way it's worked for the last year with my daughter is I drop her off at her preschool at one o'clock and then the babysitter actually picks her up at three so instead of just getting the two hours that I would get I can actually get from one till say 5 30 when my husband gets home so I get a good four and a half hour chunk so you can think about like do you have a friend uh, whose kid also goes to preschool that you could like flip-flop with and that would give you a little longer period of time you can consider that you can also consider they're at that age where they can go um, my daughter's gone for one day of a week of childcare a week. So I had two extended days with the preschool that I got four and a half hours a day. And then I also had one day where she would go to her friend's house and do daycare for one day a week. And that actually gave me a nice little work week um, would come together there with an early morning. So that's kind of how I've used it in the preschool um, timeframe. And then when we look now at school age, we're just getting into that. I've got one kid who's um, doing school age, and then I have one child who's going to go in the fall. 
we are looking at doing, obviously they're going to go for some days, but sometimes just a little bit of after school care, even two hours will help lengthen that day a little bit. So we're planning to utilize our babysitter for that in the fall again, and we'll see how that goes. So that's the kind of way that you can do to get a little daycare in there. Um, if daycare isn't in your budget, consider swapping with a friend, consider uh, working out a deal with grandma, aunts, uncles, people who want to hang out around with your kid anyway, that'll allow you to do your um, best work. Also consider what time of day are you um, clear-headed, right? Like that's part of it. I'm very much an early morning person these days, but if I wasn't, um, I would have to reconsider how my days go. The other thing to consider is household help. So one of the things that absolutely drives me crazy um, is when our household seems to get out of control. So for us, that usually looks like there's a whole bunch of stuff piled on my kitchen counter, whether it be dishes, whether it be permission slips, whether it be mail, it doesn't really matter. But once that kitchen kind of goes out of control, the rest of the house seems to blow up around it for whatever reason. So um, in preschool and baby ages, or preschool, toddler and baby ages, we had a person who came in twice a uh, twice a week, bi-weekly in the month. So she came twice a month and cleaned, um, you know, cleaned the floors, vacuumed the carpets, um, wiped down the counters, all that kind of stuff. That's what happened during that time. Um, and we paid her uh, a bit of money. She would be able to do the whole house in about two or three hours, depending on how it looked. And that was a really big deal. When we tried to do it ourselves, it took us a whole day, an eight and a half hour day, for us to do it around kids. So a little investment for that hustled help for two hours was well, well worth it. Plus we got our Saturdays back to spend time as family, which obviously was our most intentional thing to do. Um, you can look at household help like that. Um, the deal that we have rocking right now is with our babysitter. She also will like load a dish dishwasher or load the laundry machine fold a load of laundry while she's here. So while she's watching the kids and hanging with them, she'll also do that. And that just having one extra person in the mix who comes and does it one or two days a week makes a really, really, really big difference for us. Um, so we're really excited and lucky to have her and have her open to do that. But those are a couple ways to think about your schedule and to think about how to get a little bit of help that will just leave you clear-headed and ready to rock it in your business when you have those little blocks of time. Listen, there's a whole community behind this podcast, and you need to be part of it. You can find us on Facebook under Wild and Free Women Living Intentionally in Business and Life. I can't wait to see you in there.